This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Good morning, Canada, and welcome to a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here for the next two hours. Bob Weeks, Mark Sacchino, they're both off this week. We'll be back next week for our video podcast, which is available on tsn.ca, and as well every Saturday morning, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, live on TSN 1050, TSN 1150, and several other regions as well. We've also done our last of our weekday shows. We were on for about six weeks in uh, in June and July on Tuesday and Thursdays from 12 to 2 live on TSN 1050. We're no longer doing those shows now that the NHL is coming back. So Leafs Lunch is back on the air Monday to Friday, 12 to 2 on TSN 1050. Well, throughout the two hours of the show today, we're going to look back at some of our favorite interviews from the past couple of weeks, some, some newsworthy interviews. We're going to play some of our or one of our uh, most favorite winners, Weird and What. It's our favorite segment on the show. But uh, there is some golf going on this week. The Workday Charity Open at Muirfield Village. Of course, the first of the back-to-back, the Muirfield Double, if you will, because the Memorial is back next week at Muirfield Village. Tiger Woods in the field next week, finally making his return to the PGA Tour. He has three starts this season on the PGA Tour. A win, a T9, and a last. So which Tiger Woods is going to show up, we'll see next week and discuss that next week for sure on our Saturday show. But the Workday Charity Open, Colin Morikawa is your leader. Three-shot lead over Kevin Streelman and Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas bogey-free through his 36 holes. Watched a lot of his second round yesterday. Some impressive stuff for sure. But on the Canadian side of things, how about this? Five Canucks make the cut. Pretty impressive stuff from Team Canada. Nick Taylor. T10, Adam Hadwin, T15, Mackenzie Hughes, T15, Corey Connors, T21, Roger Sloan, T29. It's a great time to be a Canadian golf fan. There are three Canadians in the top 100 in the official world ranking for the first time ever. Nick Taylor right now is 102. Of course, he won the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am earlier this year. He's making his first start in the PGA Tour resumption of play. If he can keep up this top 10, he will also move into the top 100. So there'll be four Canucks inside the top 100 in the official world ranking. A great time to be a Canadian golf fan, that's for sure. Well, some big news earlier this week with the Ryder Cup being being postponed to 2021 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. With no fans, the Ryder Cup simply is not the same. Earlier this week on Golf Talk Canada, ESPN golf analyst Bob Herrick had the chance to join Bob Weeks and I to discuss the Ryder Cup being postponed and Tiger Woods making his return next week. Joining us now is ESPN golf analyst Bob Herrick. Bob, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us. Hey, Bob. How are you? Thanks for having me. We are we are great. Uh, th- th- thanks for coming on the show, Bob. Uh, let's uh, let's start right out there with Tiger Woods uh, coming back next week. This was speculated for a while that this would be his return course. Uh, what were your thoughts when you heard, Bob, that uh, Tiger Woods is in the field next week at that Memorial? <laughs> I guess I guess my thoughts were, what took him so long? Uh, <laughs> not, not just to play, but to announce for this week, um, or you know, to play next week. Uh, 
Uh, obviously, now I think we're figuring out that his plan all along was to wait and not come back until the memorial, a place where he's won five times, and and have that be sort of the launching point for, you know, what looks like could be a fairly heavy schedule for him, you know, from here on out. And, and I think maybe he just didn't want to overdo it early on. And so uh, he's waited all this time to come back. Bob, good to hear from you. And uh, what what do you expect from Tiger? We saw him in the match, and he looked really good. We've seen a couple of leaked videos on social media. He looks fine. He looks like he's not ailing like the last time we saw him play a PGA Tour event. What are your expectations from him coming back at, uh, at a course that he loves, as you pointed out? You know, I, I think the expectations should be pretty high. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say we should think he, he should win, but I think he should should have a good week. Um, you know, if he's been gearing up for this, like we think, uh, we've seen many times before where he's come back from long layoffs and played well, like he won in Japan in October, having not played for a long time. That was coming off a knee surgery in which there were really low expectations. You know, now he seems to be okay again. The back issues that kept him out in the spring appear to be gone. As you noted, he looked good in that match uh, at the medalist, which is why I kind of thought, man, why not jump on it and get back out there and play a, a tournament or two early on? You look good, you know, but uh, uh, I, I don't think there's any reason to think that he's, he's not ready to go. And, you know, the only issue is is there's 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 always some tournament rust you've got to you've got to chip away at, and uh, you know he hasn't played a tournament, a real tournament since February. So um, uh, you know you, you hope that that he that he that he plays decently and 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 takes advantage of of that because if he misses the cut, well then now all of a sudden you're you're looking at. Uh, 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 you know, not enough starts to be to, to be ready and, and not enough reps to be ready for, for when the big stuff comes along. We're in conversation here with ESPN golf analyst Bob Herrig, and, and Tiger Woods does have a T9 and a 68 so far in 2020. Of course, the win back at the Zozo Championship. You mentioned it right there, the schedule. Do you see Tiger Woods playing again before the PGA Championship, perhaps at the WGC? I mean, the schedule is obviously very hard to predict, but do, do you see him just going straight to the PGA Championship from the Memorial? It's a good question because typically he doesn't play the week before major, but he has played the WGC before the PGA Championship every time that he's been able to do it. I mean, if you, last year the WGC came after the uh, the British, so that wasn't an option. But, but up until last year, this WGC event was was the week before the PGA Championship. Of course, as a course that he loved. Firestone. He won there, what, seven, eight times? Eight times. Uh, and uh, so he was always going to return there. Uh, the, the course at Memphis, he's never played. Uh, so, But he did always play this event, and he always has been sort of loyal to, to world golf events. So I give, it, I give it a chance. I don't think it's better than a 50% chance, but I do give it a chance. I think a lot ha- depends on what happens at the Memorial. You know, if he struggles there, then, then I think the chances increase. And playing in the heat's never a bad thing for Tiger. You know, I, I think he's shown that that's, that suits him better. And San Francisco, the, you know, the, the temperature ought to be a lot different. I don't think it'll be cold, though. I think it'll be really nice. 
So, uh, you know, and he knows Harding Park. It's not like he needs to go out there and get it, get in, uh, you know, practice rounds. And, and he doesn't really like to grind through those anyway. So I do think it's possible. That would be the only place. He's not going to play Minnesota the week after uh, the Memorial. Uh, at least I, I would be stunned if he did. And then, you know, the other issue is, is after the PGA, two weeks later are three straight FedEx events. So if he plays Memphis, that, that suggests to me he's going to skip a playoff event because he's just not going to play, uh, you know, five events in six weeks. Um, he might not even play four. You know, so uh, uh, that's what you're looking at there. And, uh, you know, maybe if he can earn some points here the next couple of weeks, it makes it easier for him to skip a playoff event. And obviously he'd love to get back to Atlanta, which he missed last year. You uh, you said what took him so long. I could use that same phrase, Bob, for describing the announcement that the Ryder Cup was going to be postponed a year. <laughs> Were you at all surprised in any way, shape, or form? And was there ever a really a realistic chance that this was going to go ahead without fans? You know, I think I think all the options were vetted very carefully, and I think it's the reason it took so long uh, to come to this final official decision because as, as recently as a month ago, they were working on plans to try to have some spectators. And, you know, they were sort of up against it for we have to make a call on this. We have to decide, you know. And, and I think uh, it just became apparent it, it was too ambitious, you know. And so then the decision boils down to do we play it without fans or do we postpone it? Well, if you decide you're going to postpone it, you know, what everybody forgets is there's other entities involved. The European Tour, the PGA Tour because of the President's Cup, and I know a lot of people want to diss the President's Cup, but it's a big deal to the PGA Tour. And their players play in the Ryder Cup. And, and the PGA Tour, uh, you know, reaps an enormous windfall from the, uh, from the President's Cup. And after getting hammered here financially for 13 weeks, putting off that payday a year was probably not something they wanted to do. And so I'm guessing there was some sort of negotiation that went on there. I'm not sure if the PGA Tour is going to get a check from the PGA of America uh, or, or what, but certainly and also there's all the, all the little details like, okay, well, now we got to reserve all these banquet rooms and hotel rooms and security and vendors. we gotta, we got to erase all that and move it back a year. Well, you got to work that out. You know, what, if they're, what if they're not available? What if they've already contracted for something the next year? Are they, can they get out of a contract? Obviously, there's no event, you know, so they're, they're not going to be needed. Uh, so I think there's just so many things behind the scenes that they had to work them, their way through, which is why it took a while to get to this point. We're with ESPN golf analyst Bob Harrigan. Bob, you've obviously covered many Ryder Cups in person, President's Cups as well. For those who haven't been there, give us a sense of what the difference is like in atmosphere covering a regular tour event versus a Ryder Cup? Just how, how crazy is it? Well, I think the best way to say that or describe that is, is the first tee shot of the tournament on a Thursday morning or a Friday morning is, is fairly benign. Usually you're going to have guys who are teeing off at that time who are not the top names. 
Um, there's going to be a dozen people there watching a couple volunteers, you know, maybe family members, early risers, and it's pretty subdued. You know, it takes a little while to get into the day at a, at a tour event, no matter where it is, unless it's a major, then it's different. But the, the regular tour events, it's going to be a little while, maybe nine, 10, 11 in the morning before it starts to fill up. It starts to get loud. People aren't paying that close of attention to what's happening. At the Ryder Cup, at that first tee shot at 8 a.m. Friday morning, the, the grandstands around the first tee are packed. There's been noise and yelling and chanting since, since they place open. And the guys step on that tee, and they feel it. And, and every, you know, unlike a stroke play event, that first point matters a lot. You know, and so the intensity is there the entire time. And I think that's the, the biggest difference. And, you know, you've got spectators that are just jammed in. I mean, you know, this is, this is the thing we just can't do right now. You know, you cannot have that. And it's really unfortunate, but you can't have 2,000 people packed into a grandstand around a tee, you know, in, in this climate in the, during the pandemic. And so that's what they would be missing. But, you know, I, you sit there and you watch some of the highlights that you see, you know, looking back and you think, man, do I – you know, I, I even wrote about this yesterday. You know, sometimes the fan behavior goes over the edge and gets out of control. And I'm like, man, we would love to be having that conversation right now compared to what we're going through. Exactly. That was ESPN golf analyst Bob Herrig with Bob Weeks and I earlier this week on Golf Talk Canada. Pretty fascinating stuff. First with Tiger Woods. Let's see how he plays next week. Is there going to be some competitive rust? Probably, but as Bob and Bob both mentioned in that interview, Tiger did look pretty darn good in the match. Of course, it was at his home course at the medalist, but it was also pouring rain. The swing looked free. There was no wincing. Didn't look like he was in any pain. Looking forward to seeing what kind of golf game Tiger shows up with at the Memorial at Muirfield Village. Of course, he has won five times at. And for the Ryder Cup, sort of on the Ryder Cup side of things, the postponement had to happen. A Ryder Cup without fans simply just isn't a Ryder Cup. The atmosphere at a Ryder Cup, at a President's Cup, is insane. On, on a personal level, I've been at one President's Cup. I covered the 2017 President's Cup, which was in the New York area and, at Liberty National. And the, the loudness, the sound, it was, it's crazy. And because there's so many fans packed on four or five holes at a time, because there's only four or five matches going on at a time except for the singles, this just couldn't happen without fans. So uh, looking forward, hopefully in 2021, when things are knock on wood, hopefully closer to the normal that we're used to uh, in previous years. Hopefully the Ryder Cup can go on. And I should say as well, the 2022, uh, the President's Cup will be now moved to 2022 at Quail Hollow. Well, after the break, we are going to be joined by Bruce Rogerson from the Muskoka Bay Club, one of the top courses in Canada. This is a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. 
This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Yeah, welcome back inside a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully here riding solo on this lovely Saturday morning in the GTA, although it looks like some weather could be coming in, hopefully for those who have a tea time today, like myself. Hopefully it doesn't uh, doesn't rain, but uh, Bob Weeks, Mark Sacchino, they're off today. They'll be back next week for our video podcast as well on Golf Talk Canada Radio next Saturday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Well, we're, we're going to continue our special best of edition of the show one of the great courses in canada the muskoka bay club it's about a two two and a half hour drive from those listening here in the gta and earlier uh, a couple weeks ago i should say on golf talk canada we had a chance to catch up with the general manager of the muskoka bay club bruce rogerson Bruce, how are you, sir? Thanks so much for taking the time to join Bob and I. And before we even get into to this here, um, have it, has it been such a successful spring and summer for, for you as well? Are, are you seeing the participation levels of your membership, your play? Is it up across the board like most of the golf community has been up so far this year? Yeah, hey Mark and and Bob, great to great to speak with both of you today. Um yeah, we're we're definitely seeing some uh, increase in play uh, right across the board. Uh not maybe so much from our membership. It's it would be I would say more status quo. Uh obviously a little tough gaining members uh with the state of uh, with with COVID going on right now in the golf world. But certainly from a play perspective, our, our member, uh, sorry, our guest play is up about 25% to date for, for this past June, which is, like you say, it's a silver lining, and we're, we're pretty delighted at that. Uh, you know, obviously this weather run that we're on right now is, uh, is special as well. It's been phenomenal. Like we're, we're entering into, I think, the third straight week now with, uh, you know, 28 to 30 degree temps, and that's helping with business as well. So golf course is in mint condition, which is also a, a beautiful thing we had a pretty tough uh, stretch last spring uh so we're 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 elated uh, our superintendent chris goodman's doing a super job as always and uh it's just it's it's fun right now we're, we're very busy bruce what's what's the muskoka bay experience like right now when when people come up to play there i mean obviously we all know that we're we're in a little bit more of a restrictive uh era than normally are but what's the experience like yeah, I don't think it's really uh, changed uh, a great deal, to be honest with you. Obviously, we're following all the protocols that are around COVID. Um, you know, so it looks a little bit different with the signage that's around the property and uh, just the experience when you arrive on property. Our, our staff is diligent on, you know, ensuring that you're not here prior more than 30 minutes so that we can control the flow from when you arrive uh to uh, when you actually tee off, uh, you know, recently getting our, our terrace and patio and pool services going within a couple of weeks. Now that's really helped to get our food and beverage programs back on, on, on uh, up to speed. Uh, we're anxiously awaiting the ability to get our restaurants back operational as well, because that's certainly, uh, I think our members are really looking forward to that. But, you know, we're, you know, everybody is in a, a really good frame of mind. Uh, I think, you know, people's uh, pent up, uh, need to get outside and experience uh, obviously Muskoka at its finest is uh, it, it's a great thing right now so we're we're seeing uh, ample ample golf being played 
Uh, Bruce, I, I saw something that uh, seemed really aggressive. Uh, stay and play packages starting at $270 per person. Um, is that an area of focus uh, right now for the club? Stay and play as you start to open? And uh, what type of incentives or programs you're running right now for people who are saying, hey, you know what, I got to get out of the city. Let's go to, let's go to Muskoka Bay. Yeah, we, we've always been uh, partnered up with uh, Underpar, and we always run a couple of sale campaigns uh, annually with them. Uh, we're actually just launching uh, today, as a matter of fact, uh, an internal uh, deal uh, midweek from Mondays to Thursdays. Uh, for 265 you get a, uh, a night stay in one of our, one of our villas. And you get one round of golf with a $20 uh, breakfast voucher. So it's a pretty aggressive uh, play to try to fill some seats midweek, uh, which is always a bit of a soft spot for us that Monday to Thursday uh, in-house. So that uh, I think we'll see some really good uh, numbers there. Uh, obviously, Friday, Saturday, Sundays are never a problem. We're, we're pretty much uh, 90 95% occupancy right through the summer uh, for that time frame. Um, we've got our hotel uh, ready to launch uh, the second week of August. So we're all very, very excited uh, ramping up for that to, to launch. And what's that, once that comes on uh, online, we'll have an additional 65 rooms to uh, put into our stand play programs. So we, we you know, genuinely think that that's really going to help to uh, elevate the brand and uh, also offer much more opportunity for people to be on property here through, through the summer as well. So pretty exciting times for, for us here. Bruce, I know a lot of uh, a lot of our listeners have, have experienced Muskoka Bay and been up there, but I'm sure there's a few who don't really know about the golf course per se. G- give you s- your description to somebody who's never seen Muskoka Bay Club. What? W- how would you describe it to them? Yeah, it, you know, it's it's a special piece of property. You know, Doug Carrick when he came in here back in 2005 and looked at the site. Uh, it really is a it's a beautiful combination of uh, natural granite outcroppings uh, throughout the property. Uh, you know, largely treed uh, fairways. Uh, you, you feel like you're on your own independent golf hole pretty much everywhere on the property. Um, you know, great uh, great green settings with lots of uh, challenges. Chris keeps them at a at a pretty quick pace, so it it challenges not only the uh, the exceptional golfer, but it you know depending on the tee decks that you choose, it, it gives you a great variety out there as well. So it's just a wonderful piece of property that uh, I think it you know when when you leave here, it, it, it does take your breath away for sure. Uh, just a couple quick things, Bruce, before we let you go. Uh, yeah, I agree with you for one. I love being uh, playing there because every hole feels like you're on your own hole and, and you have that kind of intimacy. The course is always in perfect condition. Just wanted to clarify the hotel. Was that the construction to the to the west or, or I should say to the left of the 18th fairway? Is, is that the hotel that, that's opening? That's correct. Yeah, so we're, uh, we're launching that uh, August 14th. We're starting to take reservations for the hotel. And again, it's going to be a game changer for us. Uh, you know, we're looking at, yeah, like I say, an additional 62 to 65 people on property at any given time. So uh, we, we really expect the great things from, uh, from the launch. Well, that's awesome, Bruce. I saw the construction as it was going. It looks spectacular. So you've got villa options, two, three, four bedroom options, new hotel going in, uh, access to the clubhouse where the food is fantastic. Maybe the nicest pool in Muskoka. Love the infinity pool in Muskoka Bay. It's hard to uh, get away from the infinity, infinity pool to the first tee, uh, but it is worth it if you can blow yourself away yeah, and play it, that great It course. really is special. You know, 
know, looking out, uh, you know, you, you get a grand view of uh, number one looking out over the cliff. And uh, you got a nice fire pit uh, right adjacent to our uh, to our infinity pool as well. So it's, it, like I say, it's a, it's a beautiful place. We're, we're very lucky. MuskokaBayResort.com. MuskokaBayResort.com. Bruce, we're going to come up and see you. Me, uh, Bob, and Adam, we're going to get up there at some point this summer and, and come, uh, come see you and play golf. Love a game, gentlemen. Always a great uh, Great time talking with you both. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully riding solo here. Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks will be back next week starting with our video podcast released uh, Wednesday at around noon on tsn.ca. And then next Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern live on TSN 1050 as our weekday shows are now behind us as the NHL is coming back. So Leafs Lunch is now back Monday to Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern on TSN. 1050. I failed to mention off the top of the show, 20 Weeks of TaylorMade is continuing. Next segment, we're giving away two MG2 wedges. Yes, we are giving away two wedges in about 15 minutes time right here on Golf Talk Canada. All you have to do to be in the draw, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram at Golf Talk Canada, and every week you're in a draw to win some great TaylorMade product. Well, I mentioned off the top of the show, five Canadians making the cut this week at the Workday Charity Open. The game of golf is on a huge rise here in Canada. A lot of play, a lot of people trying the game for the first time. It's a great time to be a Canadian golf fan. And a couple of weeks ago, Bob Weeks and Mark Zucchino had a chance to catch up with the CEO of Golf Canada, Lawrence Applebaum. Joining us now on the heels of this announcement, CEO of Golf Canada, Mr. Lawrence Applebaum. L.A., how are you, sir, my friend? We'll start there. We'll start with the, you know, the immediate news before we get to a lot of the uh, cup half full stuff for the game of golf right now in the country. But first off, how are you? And secondly, um, how far did you kind of wait this out or push this back? As Bob and I were talking off the top, Lawrence, we just figured at, at, at some point, you just can't wait on the unknown anymore, and a decision needs to be made. Well, th- thank you, Mark, and it, it's great to uh, find uh, that you have time to have me on. Thank you, Bob, and, and thank you, uh, Producer Scully. Um, you know, we've got a lot of uh, some real positive things that are going on in golf right now, but just as you said, Mark, it's the unfortunate reality of the pandemic that we're dealing with, and um it's an absolutely, it's a gutting day for our team and our partners at CP, the LPGA Tour, and our friends at Shaughnessy. 
because we've been working so hard and, and, and for so long. And uh, although it's uh, although it's not going to happen in 20, we're very encouraged by the fact that it will be postponed to 2021 and that all of our partners have really doubled down in their intensity and their love for, for having this event at Shaughnessy in 2021. So, so as you said, Mark, uh, it's half full. It's a sad day, and especially our team, uh, our team feels it, and I know our athletes are feeling it. Uh, they love to play. They love to play on the Canadian stage, and they love to play in front of our fans. And uh, it just won't happen in, in 2020, sadly. Lawrence, it's uh, it, you know when it, it's just such a sad day on, on as this kind of completes everything, right? I mean, there's there the, the the competitive golf landscape is pretty barren on here, but as you said, there are some silver linings in that everyone is sort of on board for next year, whether it be St. George's or or Shaughnessy or the Amateur Championships and things. So, what, what's the, what's the message you send out to Canadian golfers who are obviously disappointed at at either being able to go to or to watch on television these championships? Well, I saw the announcement by by TSN um, that on Canada Day we'll be we'll be replaying some of the greatest moments in sports history, and uh, and that will include the, the 2018 CP Women's Open uh, Championship won by uh, Brooke Henderson, and it really has been one of the incredible moments for for me personally and for Golf Canada in our career to see what Brooke has done um, in such a young such a young age and in the early part of her career, how how much she has rallied the Canadian fan, the sports fan and Canadians into watching her. And so it's it, it really is sad that um, the live sports and uh, international live sports in particular have been so affected by this. So I think the message, Bob, and it's one that you and Mark have been telling for a long time now, the silver lining of this is golf is on, and it is a spot of, of normalcy. It is a beacon of opportunity and hope that we are recovering, and, and our country has done a wonderful job, and in particular, British Columbia has done a wonderful job in having that normalcy return and we think about all those people who've been really affected, especially health-wise and frontline staff, medical health, frontline workers. But golf is, has, has risen out of this tough moment has been one thing that we all look forward to and seeing people smiles on their faces they're playing. Uh, I, I know there's a match going on right now over at our friends at TPC Toronto that uh, is absolutely <laughs> providing some smiles right now. Isn't it good to see another lefty guys uh, having some, <laughs> some some highs and lows out there? So, uh, Always. <laughs> we, we really are. I know how hard you both are working, um, but it is a moment for golf um, and and helping us to recover. We're with Lawrence Applebaum, CEO of Golf Canada. Okay, Lawrence, I'm going to pick it up there and switch the gears on this uh, because. Listen, there's a lot of people around the world right now not having the conversation we just had where their, their sponsors aren't with them and their volunteers aren't with them and their golf course venues and, and member committees at clubs aren't with them. And it's not just golf, it's other industries. So a year from now, Golf Canada and our championships is in a, are in a really amazing place and that's a blessing. So let, that's the narrative for me. So in that, in that lane, Lawrence, 
you and I, you know, when this was all going down, I, I was, you know, one of those people saying, I think a golf course might be one of the safest places uh, you might be able to be. And, and I'm hoping golf can be a leader and I'm hoping golf can thrive. I never anticipated this. I never anticipated uh, not being able to get a tea time in the city of Toronto. Private clubs seeing a, an influx of memberships that they haven't seen in years. Families coming back to the game. I am shocked by by the the participation level. So, question to you: Is it as surprising to you to the level that that it has popped and the participation? And part two to this question. We saw this back with Tiger Woods, uh, you know, in the late, you know, 97, 98, etc. And a lot of those players came to golf and they went, wow, this is nothing like I see on TV. And they never came back to the game. They tried it and they walked away. I've got a different feeling this time because of the type of people, the families, the kids, etc. It's a different type of growth, a different consumer. I'm actually really hopeful that we can hold on to these and who knows? I know this sounds ridiculous, but five years from now, when we look at the growth and the participation at the amateur level in Canada, we might look back and go, COVID might might have been the best thing in the world to get clubs in kids' hands. Well, uh, as always, you pack a lot into a, into a into a question, and you pack a lot into a small frame. You know, that's, I've always said that about you, Mark. Start by saying um, your first uh, part of that, which was about sort of the ongoing partnership as we roll this forward, and I think it's r- really a, a great lead for um, to be able to roll into 2021 with uh, with Canadian Pacific Railways. Uh, as one of the iconic Canadian companies who are uh, moving Canada, motivating Canada, literally and figuratively, they've just been an incredible partner in supporting not only women's women's golf, but in also um, cardiac health and especially pediatric cardiac health, kids' heart health. And, and they've given uh, well over well over twelve million dollars uh, since the time that we've participated with them to cardiac health units across our country, um, uh, whether that's in uh, Chio Hospital uh, outside of Ottawa, or um, sick kids in Toronto, or South Lake in Newmarket, or the BC Hospital in Vancouver. Um, that, that's just amazing that their commitment to it. And along with our other partners, you talk about the LPGA Tour and Shaughnessy Golf Club um, and our friends uh, at RBC, uh, the largest uh, supporter and investor in golf in this country, to see RBC and what they're doing uh, in the women's game, in the men's game, in amateur golf, uh, and their continued support is, is, is incredible. But to your question, Mark, or your comment about a growth, um, it is happening, and and it's interesting the conversations that a lot of us have been having with folks who, uh, l- let's say that the guys who get together for their softball teams in the summer, unfortunately, aren't able to do that. The kids' camps that were doing a volleyball camp and, and have been unable to do that, they're coming to golf, and golf has found a way to create a safe environment to create a way for people to come to the golf course and be able to tell their families and their friends that they're doing it in a safe way, a responsible way. Kudos to the operators who are working tirelessly. I know they're working some very long days right now to keep um, people safe, people healthy, keep the golf courses in shape. 
opening up more and more services and people are just playing a lot. They're, they're working from home. They're playing more. Uh, I don't have final figures for you for the month of June because we're last day, but June 2020 is going to go down as one of the most heavily played golf uh, months in recorded history. We're playing at an unprecedented rate, and we're doing so in a way that is probably helping to heal heal the country in, in some small way. You know, I don't want to overstate it, but it's interesting. We've, we've had a couple really interesting weeks. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the LPGA Tour on their return um, in Ohio later in July. Uh, the, the PGA Tour has shown that it can do so in a really safe way and, and really thinking about fans, players, uh, partners uh, all together. So there's lots of great stuff. And I know you yourself, Mark, um, you're getting ready to, 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 to get back on, a, on, on the road and hopefully that, that um, you'll feel comfortable and, uh, and that everyone around you will also feel comfortable. So lots of great things ahead, Mark. Oh, sorry. I thought Bob was uh, jumping in for oh, one more there. My apologies. Sorry, sorry Robert. Uh, all right. Sorry, uh, Lawrence. I didn't mean to leave you hanging with that dead air there. And uh, I always make people feel uncomfortable on the road. So that's uh, <laughs> L.A. I missed the invite. My apologies. I know we got the rain out on the Tuesday and I know Bob and I couldn't do the makeup date on the Wednesday, but I know you upgraded uh, with Lindsay Hamilton replacing both Bob and I. Uh, so and Scully was out there hitting bombs at Glen Abbey. So I really hope that uh, when I'm back on the other side of Detroit, um, we can uh, we can play get out and play some golf together. Well, I'll tell you, uh, we have our 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 folks out in the field, you know, following you guys, knowing where you're playing, knowing what you're doing, and I know <laughs> that, that uh, obviously using your Golf Canada app. We're getting an unprecedented amount of scores being posted, and, and I'm glad to, to report to the listenership that both your handicaps are going in the right way. We're seeing uh, smaller and smaller numbers, and uh, I, I, w- I will, I will, you know, personal shout out to to Bob Weeks, you know, um, uh, my mother who's who's uh, who's in a, a nursing home, a retirement home, I should say, and she's doing well, but they've been under lockdown. She's watched more of, of that silky left-handed swing from Bob Weeks. She said, that, that gentleman, he must seems like a very nice guy. I said, absolutely. Good thing you never see where the ball goes. Good thing you never see where the ball goes. Uh, it's the magic of television, gentlemen, the magic of television. So uh, I, I, I will tell you, um, we are so excited to welcome um, everybody back to Shaughnessy, to welcome TSN, our, our great partner in the broadcast, and both of you, uh, uh, back in 2021, it'll be a, it'll be an epic championship. And I will just tell you that Lindsay Hamilton did have multiple multiple looks at birdie, handful of pars, and uh, she she did TSN proud by by showing Scully uh, you know strength on the TSN team. So th- thank you both guys. Lawrence, thanks. thanks so much, and uh, I'm sure we'll touch a base very soon. Stay safe and uh, and enjoy your summer. Lawrence Applebaum, CEO of Golf Canada. Great to hear from Lawrence Applebaum. I actually had a chance to see the CEO of Golf Canada yesterday at TPC Osprey Valley. My first chance to go play the golf course, and awesome to see Lawrence and some of the folks at TPC Osprey Valley. Thanks so much for having us out. It was a great day, and 
And I happened to shoot under par. So it was a great day, both on and off the golf course. First time seeing the facility. Uh, amazing facility. I recommend those in the GTA. Take the drive in Caledon. Three unbelievable golf courses and some very exciting things to come from that property. Well, on the other side, we are giving away two MG2 wedges as a part of 20 weeks of TaylorMade. This is a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Ready to trade the snow shovel for a 7-iron? Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to plan your golf vacation getaway today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to another special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully riding solo this morning. Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks are off today. They'll be back this Wednesday for our video podcast available on tsn.ca. That'll launch at around noon Eastern on Wednesday. And then next Saturday, we'll be back 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on TSN 1050, TSN 1150, and many other affiliates from coast to coast. Our weekday shows are now finished as the NHL is coming back. Leafs lunch back on the air Monday to Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Sorry, not 8 to 10, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on TSN 1050. Leafs lunch 12 to 2 Monday to Friday. Friday on TSN 1050. Well, I mentioned this going into this uh, segment. 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues, and today we're giving away two MG2 wedges, and the winner is Steve Clark. Steve follows us on Twitter, follows us on Instagram. He had two chances to be in the draw. He is the winner of two tailor-made MG2 wedges next week on Golf Talk Canada as a part of 20 weeks of tailor-made. We're giving away a set of P7TW irons. Now, why do those sound familiar? They were designed by the man himself, Tiger Woods. He had his hands on this product. It's a very sleek looking product. It's a player's iron. It's quite a, a product to look at. And it's even, it'd be a great collectible item as well to, to frame because they are some nice looking clubs. So we're giving away those next Saturday on Golf Talk Canada. And it works well because Tiger Woods is finally making his return to the PGA Tour next week at Mirfield Village at the Memorial, a tournament he has won five times looking forward to seeing what kind of game tiger woods is going to show up with we saw him at the match when he teamed up with peyton manning taking on tom brady and phil mickelson and he looked great there was no wincing there was no pain his swing looked free it looked easy we'll see what kind of game tiger woods shows up with next week and 20 weeks of taylor made it continues all season long right here on golf talk canada coming up to the end of the year when on the u.s open week we're going to give away a custom made through the bag fitting at taylor made hq where you'll feel like a pro getting fit from head to toe with a full set of new TaylorMade golf clubs. 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues 
all year long right here on Golf Talk Canada. Updating the leaderboards from around the world of golf. Workday Charity Open. Colin Morikawa, a three-shot lead over Kevin Streelman and Justin Thomas through 36 holes. Round two is suspended yesterday. There's still a few players still on the golf course. It was actually fun watching the end of the second round yesterday when Brooks Kepka was five over at one point during the second round, made a bunch of birdies down the stretch. He made a bomb on 18 to put one under in the clubhouse. Still, he might may, maybe make the cut. He might not. The cut's at two under right now. We'll see how some of these players come in. If there's a couple bogeys, we'll see Brooks Kepka uh, along for the weekend. But five Canadians as well making the cut. A great time to be a Canadian golf fan. Corn Ferry Tour, TPC San Antonio Challenge. Austin Treslow and Paul Barjan, a graduate of the PGA Tour McKenzie Tour, your co-leaders after 36 holes. Canuck Taylor Pendrith, another good week. He is three shots off the lead. Well, that's been a fun hour one of a best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. We have much more coming up in hour two right here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Ready to trade the snow shovel for a seven iron? Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to plan your golf vacation getaway today. Thank you for listening to hour one of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. Stay tuned for 60 more minutes of GTC. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully riding solo here as hour two gets underway right here on GTC. Bob Weeks and Mark Zucchino are off today. They'll be back next week first with our video podcast available on tsn.ca. That'll be released on Wednesday at around noon Eastern. We will recap the Workday Charity Open, hopefully a Canadian or two, or three, or four, or five. All five Canadians made the cut this week at the Workday Charity Open. Hopefully we'll recap that. And we're also going to look ahead to Tiger Woods, finally making his first start during the PGA Tour resumption of play. He'll be in the field next week at Muirfield Village at the Memorial. And then we're back on Golf Talk Canada Radio next Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern for our usual time slot. Our weekday shows are now behind us as the NHL is coming back. So Leafs Lunch is on the air Monday to Friday, 12 to 2 Eastern on TSN 1050. Well, our best of continues this morning right here on Golf Talk Canada. One of our favorite segments on the show is Winners Weird and What? And we're going to now play our Tuesday edition of 3-Dub coming off of Bryson DeChambeau's victory at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Since we've done the reboot, there has been no shortage of winners weird and what. We've had Ian Poulter passing wind. We've had, uh, you know, like just the whole corona environment on the tour. I mean, there's been no shortage of material. And again this week, it is off the charts. And the T is mine. I'll answer the question. 
You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. My winner this week comes from the Corn Ferry Tour. Will Zalatoris is your winner on the Corn Ferry Tour. That's not why he's my winner. After having the 54-hole lead, and listen, everybody knows you watch a Corn Ferry Tour, you could have a 12-shot lead. It doesn't matter. You can go out and shoot 60 any given time. No lead is safe on the Corn Ferry Tour. It is the go-low tour, but not for Will Zalatoris. He decides after 54 holes, he's cutting a check to his caddy for the winning amount already the night before the final round. He says, don't worry. This is a done deal. I'm going out. I'm getting this done. Here's your cut of the winner's check. Wow, that takes you know what, Adam. You ever do anything that uh, with that much bravado before? Oh baby, uh, I mean, top of top of mind when I when I predicted Tiger Woods would play in the Hero World Challenge like a month after his final fusion surgery. I think that might have been the boldest pick I've ever made on the radio. <laughs> Other than that, uh, I don't think so. No, that that takes some, you know what, you're right, Mark. That's uh, that's quite a bold pick. But, hey, it uh, gave him the confidence to win, so good for Will. All right, my weird this week, well, anything to do with Ho Sung Choi is usually weird. To steal a line from David Faraday, his golf swing is like watching an octopus fall from a tree. I mean, it's got gidgets, widgets, hitches, uh, twitches. It's got nine moving parts. But this week in competition, even better. While all these parts are going in different directions, he spins out of one, as he normally does, because that's what that's his move. But he bottoms out, drop kicks the driver. He drop kicks it so hard, it goes over the golf ball. He completely whiffs it. Bob, did you see it? And have you ever whiffed one yourself in competition? I have whiffed, and uh, I did see it, first of all. I did see it, and it was absolutely stunning. I mean, this guy has got the wackiest swing. It's it's actually not a bad f- first part. It's the follow-through that kind of is, is very strange. But, yeah, I've whiffed, and I whiffed trying to qualify for my club championship one time. So, uh, <laughs> there. Needless to say, Needless to say, I didn't make it. <laughs> Oh, that is good. Okay, my what this week? I'm going what cup half full. You know, guys, what what a time in Canadian golf right now. Uh, we've got three Canadians inside the top 100 in the official world golf ranking. Uh, what a time in Canadian golf. We've got six Canadians in the field this week at the workday. And what a time for Canadian golf. One of those six is Nick Taylor. It'll be his first start on the PGA Tour since uh, since returning from uh, the COVID break. He's already won this year. He's 101 in the world right now. A nice little finish this week from Nick Taylor. And guess what? Not only will we have three Canadians in the top 100 in the world, we'll have four. Four again for the first time ever. Very cool period for Canadian golf. All right, Bob, the tea is yours. So so what do I do, just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball! All right, Mark, Mark, continuing with your uh, Canadian theme, my winner this week is Adam Hadwin, and I'm uh, doing that for his great finish last week. He finished up Eagle Birdie for a tie for fourth finish at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And um, I I went back and looked at his records, where he is. He's now climbed to 55, I think, in the world. uh, Sorry, 53 in the world, which is pretty amazing. 
He has only missed one cut this year, and he has three top tens now in, 11, in just 11 starts. Remember, he took some time off because he became a father for the first time during uh, this season, so he spent a lot of time at home with his wife Jessica and baby Maddox. And um, he's 32nd on the FedEx Cup now, pointsless, which is also pretty awesome. The impressive thing for me, though, when I looked through some numbers, was the the uh, 13th in strokes gain total, which is kind of a good indication of an all-around solid game. And when you think of uh, when you think of Adam Hadwin, um, you know there aren't really a lot of weaknesses in his game, and I think he's he's moving in the right direction towards possibly getting that second win. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, you got to think, Bob. And, and you, when you say some of the numbers, you know, it caught me off guard and shame on me because I know Adam was playing well. Like, I know he was playing well. But when I think of this year, I obviously think of Nick Taylor. I think of uh, McKenzie coming close at uh, Honda. I know Corey gets a lot of credit for his ball striking. Uh, Adam has, is not getting enough credit for the level of consistency and quality play. So you are correct, sir. My uh, weird takes me back to your weird, Mark, which is the Ho-Sung Choi <laughs> whiff. <laughs> and it also takes me back to my famous moment of, of uh, whiffing when I was trying to qualify for the club championship. So after he whiffed, and if you noticed when he hit the, uh, he hit the, the big dirt pile behind the, like, he had to be a foot behind the ball. The dirt that he raised up out of that is actually what knocked the ball off the tee. So the, the ball fell off the tee. And I could see them sitting around afterwards for a couple of seconds before the video cut out and they were clearly trying to figure out okay like what do I do now like I have no idea and so I didn't realize but there was a rule change involving this exact situation that came into play with the last time they made the uh, rule rule changes with a couple of years ago with the drop and all that one of the changes is that he is actually allowed to pick that ball up put it on the tee the whiff counts as a, as a swing because he was trying to hit it so that's a shot but he is now hitting his second shot and he can play it off the tee again However, when I did it way back in the day, I picked it up and put it on the tee. It was a penalty. I didn't count that penalty, and that led to my disqualification in the t qualifying for my club championship. So there you go. Be wary of those rules. Do you know all the rules in the rule book, uh, Adam? Ooh, geez. I mean, I'm not quite at the level where Tom Brady was in the match where he had no idea how to take a proper drop, but I will tell a whiffing story of my own. I remember I was about 10 or 11 years old, and I probably was like about a 20 handicap or so. First round of the year, uh, I whiffed five times on the first tee I gave you. I was going to quit. I was almost crying. I haven't whiffed one in a very long time, but uh, hey, it happens. I'll tell you what, if you whiff five times in a row from now, any time in the rest of your life, I'm going to make you quit golf. <laughs> so <that's> just, <laughs> you're not allowed. You're disqualified from the game forever. <laughs> uh, my, my what this week is what a nice move by the folks at the Workday and is essentially is the PGA Tour. We all know that uh, Chase Kepka, Brooks' brother, had Monday qualified for the Travelers Championship. Unfortunately, he played a practice round with Graham McDowell and his caddy, who later tested positive. Uh, the caddy did for uh, COVID, and so as a matter of precaution, he actually left the tournament, sat out. The people of the Travelers gave him a pass for next year. They said, you come back, we'll guarantee you a, a sponsor exemption. And this week at Workday, the folks there did too, on the recommendation of the folks at the Travelers, who reached out to all the tournaments going forward to see if they could find a spot for Chase. So nice to see him in the field this week down at Muirfield Village. And Mark, uh, no, it's Adam, the tea is now yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves, and I got to step on one here. That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin.
All right, my winner this week is Eddie Pepperell. Bob and I, we spoke about Eddie Pepperell last week for his social media game, and his tweets continue uh, to make me laugh, and I know made made a lot of people laugh. Uh, After Bryson won at the Rocket Mortgage, he tweeted, bleep, just got real, Bryson. You better watch out because this little whippersnapper will be within 75 of you in no time, and tweeted a picture of a protein bag that says serious mass on it, 50 grams of protein, uh, and 1,263 calories per scoop. Mark, have you purchased a bag of protein powder yet? (laughs) No, I love the line, though. Within 75 of you, soon. Like, that's a full (laughs) lob wedge, basically, for these guys, right? Like, come on. That is so good. No no protein power being purchased in the Zucchino household. Although, Adam, there are some steaks going on the grill this evening. Okay, I, I like that. Yes, so Bryson has one steak, at, one steak a day. Maybe, Mark, you have one a week. But uh, Bryson being Bryson, it's working for him. And uh, we'll go from there. My weird this week, another Canadian story. Brad Fritch, eight under in a Monday qualifier for the Workday Charity Open and still doesn't qualify. These guys are good out there. And between the two Corn Ferry sites and the PGA Tour Monday qualifier, Yesterday, there were four 63s, 1664s that did not make it through. Bob, have you ever heard of a wild day like this on a Monday qualifying site before? It is the toughest thing to do to try and Monday qualify. And I can tell you there's a, a thousand stories. Uh, listen to how Corey Connors got into the uh, Valero Texas Open the time he won. He went into a playoff and had to hold a wedge at one point. I mean, it's just like Monday qualifying is, I don't know how guys survive. I'd be, I'd be running around pulling my hair out and jumping in the pond if I had to go through those more than once or twice a year. Yeah, they're certainly wild, to say the least. Brad Fritch, at least he tweeted out uh, that he's playing some good golf right now, and then he was driving about eight hours back to where his home is after shooting eight under and not qualifying. Pretty wild story for sure. My what this week, uh, around Bryson again, but now these were some comments from Kevin Kisner, and he said, and I'm quoting him here, he understands what is the key to gaining the biggest advantage, and that's distance and mega distance. He just has too much time on his hands. Needs to start getting married and having kids and feel like the rest of us. Uh, Mark, it's got to be a matter of time. If Bryson you know, ever gets married or whatever, uh, he's not going to have time to work out three times a day or have seven protein shakes in one day as well. Well, you know, you wonder how much of the comment from Kiz is tongue-in-cheek, etc. But there, there is some truth lying there, guys. And, you know, we talked about this. I don't know if you guys recall when we were coming out of COVID. I said that uh, I, I thought that maybe some of the younger guys were going to do better coming out of the gates, that a lot of the leaderboards would look like 20-somethings. Because when you're, when you're off and you're at home and you've got a wife and you've got kids... Uh, and you're a PGA Tour player, um, you, you know, there are other responsibilities that take place. Now, Bryson, you're taking that to the nth degree there, right? Like, I mean, this is a full-time commitment. Look at, guys, what he is just eating on the golf course. The discipline to just take, what, 1,200 calories in shakes plus a couple of snacks just on a golf course? Like, I mean, this is a full-time commitment. This is a lifestyle, and I'm with, uh, I'm, I'm with kids. When there's a couple of rugrats running around and diaper duty, the gym, for some reason, doesn't seem to find its way back into your lifestyle. But, you know, we'll have to see. Time will tell. This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club. 
Proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully writing solo here. Mark Sakino and Bob Weeks will be back next week. Well, we continue to track the Workday Charity Open here as the second round is still being completed this morning. And it's the battle for the cut line. There are a couple guys still playing who are at two under par and a number of players who have posted at one under and hoping those players continue to drop, including Brooks Kepka. He was five over par at one point during Friday's second round. Battled back, sunk a... So he was... Uh, uh, he was got to one under par, I should say, on the uh, on the back nine. Posted one under par, so he's at one under right now. Hoping a bunch of players continue to drop, and so he can be around for the weekend. He'll also be playing next week during the Muirfield Double at the Memorial. Well, there are many great courses in the GTA that we enjoy the opportunity to profile right here on Golf Talk Canada. And recently, Mark Sacchino had a chance to go one on one with Rich Morell, the general manager of Carrying place golf and country club joining me now rich morale general manager caring place golf and country club a lovely private club just north of the city here in toronto caringplace.com is the place to go and rich during uh this covid period and these extra golf talk canadas that we've been airing on uh tsn 1050 here in toronto we've had the opportunity to you know visit some great public and private courses and profile clubs and the energy has been fantastic. Uh, first off, thanks for joining me. And let's start right there. From a caring place position and standpoint, are, are you uh, surprised at the amount of positive energy in the golf community? And, and how has it affected caring place this year? Yeah, Mark, thanks so much for having me, first of all. Really excited to have a chance to talk about what's going on here at the club. We've got a number of things that are pretty exciting, and uh, you're absolutely right. I think we've seen a ton of positive impact here to the golf course through COVID, which I don't think any of us really expected. Unbelievable in, in the sense that we've added uh, 62 new members in our first 30 days, um, and still more inquiries coming in daily that we're closing out. Plus, we had 30 last year. So we're quickly approaching 100 new members here in just uh, about a couple of months, which is pretty incredible for this place. That, that is outstanding. Those numbers are off the charts. Like that, that's not good. That, uh, that, that's life-changing. Those numbers can immediately change just uh, the way a club operates and what their plans are for the future and things that maybe they had tabled that all of a sudden are getting put into overdrive. Like that, that is beyond a success story. You're absolutely right. I mean, it'll have such tremendous impact, not only to our bottom line this year, but moving forward when we – you know, expand the membership base. It just allows us to do so much more from from a day-to-day -day and then long-term capital perspective, too. One of the big things we're looking at is doing a, a bunker renovation. And that was going to be probably a couple of years down the road to put us in a position to do that, and we may be able to take tackle that as early as next year now. So we're, 
we're seeing a huge, huge impact here uh, daily and then long-term as well, which is super exciting. That's, that's pretty amazing. Um, I know you, you've had a good push as well, a very good push the last couple of years, and I'm assuming it's continued this year in your intermediate membership category. And uh, part of the reason I know this is quite a few of the guys here that work at TSN 1050 in Toronto and TSN Television here in Toronto um, have taken advantage of that. I know, I know quite a few of them that play at Caring Place. I'm assuming that's been a big category for you. And give us an idea of the membership at uh, Caring Place, what type of membership it is, the opportunities, et cetera. Yeah, Intermediates has certainly been the biggest driving force in our membership growth both last year and this year. We're now up to 128 Intermediates of a membership that's just a little over 400 members. So uh, that, that size of our membership is growing almost daily. Uh, part of that goes to the program we put in place, uh, which you know may be contradictory to others in the industry, we have zero restrictions on our intermediates. Knowing that that group of individuals, so, you know, often either busy with work, like the guys at 1050, uh, they're starting families, they're buying homes, maybe buying their first cottage, they need to have that maximum flexibility to get out when it's convenient for them from work and a personal standpoint. Um, and by the program we put in place to allow them to play when they want to, same access as everybody else, uh, it's created a huge uptick in interest. And those guys and girls that are coming out here have absolutely loved the environment too, where it's a little bit more laid back, easygoing. Um, we've got now a nice mix of, of ages all the way from juniors all the way through to obviously the a little bit older. But uh, that intermediate base has been unbelievable. I think we're probably the biggest white claw account now <laughs> in the country with how many uh, how many guys we're seeing coming in and enjoying a few beverages before and after the round and having some fun. But it's created uh, a great dynamic around here, seeing that, that next generation of members coming through, which has been uh, awfully exciting. And we've actually just introduced an event, uh, which will happen July 4th here, where we're going to do a, a member-member but do a little twist where it's an intermediate member playing with a full golf member doing a bit of a Ryder Cup style. So trying to get that intermingling of, so it's not just the intermediates together and the older members, we're going to try to get them together as a group to get to know one another, which should be a lot of fun as well. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that idea. Just try to get uh, different groups, different segments of the membership to get to know one another, uh, get some bonding going. That's a, that's a great idea. Now, obviously COVID has uh, really increased the level of participation in both private and public play. But typically I know Caring Place really prides itself on its pace of play. You guys are usually around three hours and 45 minutes. Most of the guys that play there that are uh, part of the TSN family, uh, that's part of the reason why they love it is that uh, it, you know, there's a big, if you're a member of Caring Place, you're a golfer, and golfers like to move. Uh, I know that's been a huge uh, part of the reason why they enjoy it so much. But you put in a new clubhouse three years ago, and you've got some other things going on with the new clubhouse. You didn't stop there. Uh, recently buying simulation machines and making more real investments into not just the clubhouse but the club experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. So exciting time here at the club now, too, where the financials are in a good shape and allowing us to do some of these things by bringing in these new members. So, uh, yeah, the clubhouse is outstanding. It's only three years old. It gives you everything you need as a member. And that also gives us some additional flexibility to host some outside events, whether that be golf tournaments or life events for our members or the general public as well. So we've got enough space that we can kind of accommodate both, which is uh, we're very fortunate that way. We're we can have, uh, let's call it a bridal shower going on, while we've still got the dining room going on for members, and it doesn't have that impact where you have to pick one or the other, which is extremely fortunate at our end. The simulators, uh, as you mentioned, we're a golf-first golf kind of club, uh, where pace of play is really why people join here, as well as access to the tee. Where, you know, we only do about 17,000 rounds a year, which 
you know, for a viewer who may not have the context of what that looks like, you know, a lot of private clubs are more in the high 20s, low 30s for busy, busy private clubs. We're only in that 17,000 rounds space, which is pretty quiet, uh, which is part of what allows our members to, to move around quite quickly, usually in that 3.40, 3 hours and 45 minutes. So, you know, we've got members that come here from Ferry through downtown Toronto uh, because proximity-wise, just off the 400, it's so easy to get to. And, you know, they may have, they might pass 10, 12 golf courses on the way, uh, but they know they're going to play here in maybe 45 minutes uh, less than they would at some of those other places, which allows them to make the commute pretty easily as well, too. And then the money going back into the club, you know, we've we put money into cart paths on the golf course and the simulators and uh, reinvesting into different assets on the golf course as well, too, and have uh, many more things planned coming up in, in future years and, uh, and even later in this year, too, even a pizza oven, uh, just little things just to make the experience that much more fun and that much more enjoyable for, for members of all ages, really. Tons of energy and tons of excitement. Nothing but good news stories in the world of golf. It's, it's fun. Uh, I think the industry deserves it. A bit of a silver lining in this crazy world we're living in right now. We had a couple of rough years, a couple of rough springs, and glad that everyone is moving forward. There's lots of opportunity. People are, are looking to play golf. People coming out to play golf that haven't played in years. And why not try it at Caring Place? CaringPlace.com for more information. Rich, thanks so much for your time today. Mark, an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Keep in touch and uh, be well. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back inside a special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully riding solo here. Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks are off today. They'll be back next week first with our video podcast Wednesday at noon Eastern on tsn.ca as well. Next Saturday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern right here on TSN 1050. Golf Talk Canada will be on the air next Saturday. Our weekday shows are now behind us as the NHL is coming back. So Leafs Lunch back on the air on TSN 1050, Monday to Friday, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern live. Well, travel restrictions continue to slowly lift here in Canada. So where are the great destinations to golf across our great nation? I discuss that and much more with TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours. And we're pleased to be joined by friend of the show, TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours. TJ, good to be with you. Thanks for having me, Adam. Good to see you. It's been a while, my man. Things are slowly opening up as cases go down in the GTA. How have the last few months been for you? Well, strange as uh, as it has been for everybody, obviously, but um, you know, good in a lot of ways and, and not so good in other ways. Obviously, business is pretty slow, uh, slowed down quite a bit. So a lot of our work has been, you know, booking people from this year, uh, people who had to, to postpone their trips from this year to next year. Um, so doing a lot of that work and uh, um, working with people to be a little bit more flexible on their terms and their dates. 
Uh, and then booking, we're starting to see a few people book for next year. So we're starting to get into people looking into it. Um, so, you know, it's still a little bit quiet. So we're working on some marketing stuff, trying to uh, get some people some information on knowing what to do for next year. Uh, knowing what the flexibility is of, of, of different suppliers for next year and just trying to get that information out so people feel a little bit more comfortable to jump back into the travel world, which uh, which a lot of people are a bit nervous to do, which I completely understand. So, um, so it's been a bit quiet, um, obviously, but working from home, uh, you know, I've been, been able to spend time with my little guy, which has been great. So from a, from a, uh, uh, a personal perspective, it's been quite nice, you know, being able to spend a lot more time with him. You mentioned uh, traveling in 20, <clears throat> 2021. You've uh, set up a trip for me, which we're, we're going to get into a little later in this interview. Looking forward to that conversation. But as I mentioned, travel restrictions are softening within the country of Canada here. I'm sure there are people who are starving to go see a new destination, play golf somewhere. Tell us about some of your favorite destinations to play golf in Canada. Let's start out east. Yeah, so a lot of people are having to do that, pivot their trip for this year. You know, can't go even across the border to the U.S. with what's going on down there. Can't go to Europe. Can't go, you know, wherever you might have had your book, your trip booked for this year. So mm -hmm. having to pivot and say, I still want to get away. I still want to play golf. Maybe I'll go somewhere, uh, you know, across the country where it's a little bit more flexible to get around. Now, there still are some some restrictions, obviously. And uh, the East Coast is, is one area that's still restricted. Uh, for us in Ontario, anyway, they've opened up a, a bubble of the Atlantic provinces being mm -hmm. able to tour around uh, and travel between the provinces, but still a little bit of restriction from from the rest of the country. And that may change, though that will change at some point. So hopefully, you know, come the fall, I have a trip uh, booked with a group actually um, to the East Coast later in the year. We're hoping to go in September. So, um, you know, obviously the East Coast of Canada has been the hot spot for uh, golf travel, um, mainly because of Cabot, obviously, uh, the two courses at Cabot um, that are spectacular, both ranks uh, very highly in the world rankings. And, and for good reason, it's an incredible destination. And that really brings people out to the East Coast to see a lot of uh, the other great golf that's out there, you know, and Cape Breton, you've got, you know, Highlands, Highlands Links and uh, Bell Bay and other places that are, are great other courses to play when you're out there uh, touring Cape Breton. And then PEI has become very popular over the last couple of years. And uh, I know you guys have talked about PEI quite a bit on the show before. Um, an awesome destination, just some very good golf, great people, great food. You know, it's, it's a really good destination. So a lot of people are starting to go out there. We're seeing more people book out east um, just in general before all this COVID stuff started. Mm -hmm. um, they were getting a lot more popular going out east. So it's a great destination for sure. Many great destinations out east. But now how about out west? What are some of the great destinations out west in Canada that you'd recommend or have been to and have really enjoyed? Yeah, so that's the great thing we have in Canada is such a variety of golf, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, the more I travel around the world and talk to people around the world, the more, you know, I, I, I tell people that, you know, you got to come see Canada. We're really spoiled for choices in Canada. We've got, you know, the East Coast stuff. We've got stuff in Ontario with maybe up in Muskoka. And then you've got out east with the mountain golf and, um, and you've got prairie golf. You've got all different varieties of golf. And so out west, obviously, the, the Rocky Mountain golf is spectacular, going right from Banff and Jasper out to BC, the interior BC and Kelowna. Uh, area has some incredible golf and, and is a really different landscape, almost like a, like what well, is a desert landscape uh, and has some incredible views and great golf courses. And then you get out to Vancouver and Vancouver Island where there's some incredible golf. So there's so much variety, um, really a lot to see and, and be, and it's becoming a lot more popular for people within Canada to stay within Canada, partly because you're spending the Canadian dollar 
It's easy to travel. Um, you know, it's just a, it's a great destination, especially this year with people not being able to go elsewhere. It's becoming a lot more popular. In conversation here with TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours. So TJ, let's hope people continue to follow the guidelines and we can start traveling out of the country at some point in the next few months. Assuming that yes. is the case in the fall, the Caribbean can be a great spot to go as well. I haven't personally played golf there, but I've heard some amazing things. Tell us about some of the spots in the Caribbean. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see later in the year where we'll be able to travel. Um, you know, and as places open up and, and cases get a lot lower, then people will feel more comfortable going to certain spots. Obviously, the U.S. is is pretty tough to look at right now because mm -hmm. of what they're going through. So thinking of going down south there in the fall, you know, people might be shying away from that um, for good reason. The Caribbean, who knows at this point, but hopefully it starts to open up because, there's again, there's some great golf down there. And, you know, you can go to... Uh, you know, Mexico obviously has some great golf in, in both on the East and West Coast. Um, Cancun's so easy to get to with so many options of golf there. Uh, you got Jamaica with some some incredible golf courses in the Montego Bay area. Uh, again, easy to get to and some really nice res resorts. Um, and then, of course, Dominican Republic. We've talked so many times about Casa de Campo. Mm -hmm. We're getting some incredible rates with the Casa de Campo right now. They're really wanting to, to open up with a bang. Um, they have reopened, or they are reopening now. Um, but in the fall, they're hoping to really get uh, get a lot of people down from Canada. So, uh, so they're really pushing hard on that. So, we're starting to see really good deals come up uh, for the Caribbean. So, people, if they are starting to look at it, um, you know, we can we can look at some great uh, some great deals in the Caribbean. And the thing is, as we talked about uh, a little bit before we came on for this, um, you know, the the suppliers are being very flexible in their in their booking conditions because mm -hmm. they know they want people to come back. They know people are a bit nervous and nervous about the cancellation and nervous about this still being an issue um, in the fall. So they're being very flexible with their terms, which makes it easier for people to jump in and actually commit to something at this point, knowing they're not fully committed if something happens and they can't travel. Yeah. And on that tone as well, you know, planning a bigger, let's say international trip, that planning really needs to start upwards of a year or so in advance. For example, say the open championship next year it was canceled this year, but the one next year uh, in 2021, have people been reaching out trying to set up a trip to the open next year or somewhere in Ireland or Scotland in 2021? Yeah, we are still getting a lot of, uh, a lot of interest for, for Ireland and, and the UK for next year. Um, you know, we've already booked a number of groups for next year and, uh, uh, you know, the courses, some of the courses, the top courses are really booking up quickly. And we touched about it, uh, on it last time I was on the show at, um, since so many of the trips from 2020 are being pushed to 21, so many of the visitor tea times are already taken up. Um, so because of that, there's very little flexibility in, in, um, in booking the really top courses, uh, in, uh, in the UK and Ireland. So, um, you know, as a result, people will be looking at other areas of, of those countries because there's so many great spots to go. There's still time to do that. Most of our, our really busy time for booking uh, for the following year is usually around August or September. This year has been moved forward because of the uh, restrictions in, in some of the courses. Uh, but again, a lot of people are still pretty hesitant in going over there. So we're waiting. And I think by the end of the, the summer, we'll be seeing people uh, jump in and, and look at those destinations a little bit more closely. Um, we do get interest in the Open Championship, obviously. Um, Royal St. George is down in the south. It's a great area to go to to play golf uh, and obviously to go watch the, watch the Open. Um, it's a shame it didn't, go, it didn't go this year. It's one of my favorite tournaments to watch for sure. And, uh, I'm going to miss it. But 
you know, it got pushed back to next year, which means the 150th open got pushed back to 22. And we already have people booked for the 22 open. Um, so we're already having people booked. So more to your point about booking a year or more in advance, people are already booking trips for 22 uh, at this point. And um, there's, you know, there's still lots of openings for next year for the UK and Ireland. So hopefully uh, people will start getting a little bit more comfortable and, uh, and start booking. Yeah, hopefully people do start booking. As you know, I went to Ireland last year for the Open Championship, the flags over my shoulder here. And it was, as, as I call it, it was the trip of a lifetime. And now, I, if I recall, you are also planning to go to the 22 Open at St. Andrews yourself, correct? Correct. Yeah. What we did is we actually booked uh, some apartments at the St. Andrews University for that Open Championship to have people come join us. So mm-hmm. um, we have a couple of five-bedroom uh, apartments. Now, they're apartments, but they're the way they're set up is basically five sort of separate hotel rooms, if you will, off yeah. of a, a common area. Um, and we have those reserved for next year. There aren't any other accommodations available in St. Andrews at this point. So we are lucky to get some accommodations in the town. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to be there hosting, uh, hosting our group. There's still some openings if people are interested in going. Uh, we've got it set up where you stay at, you know, at that accommodation, which is about a 10 minute walk into town, into the golf course, um, passes to the open for that week. And, um, and then golf, a few rounds of golf during that week uh, at some of the top courses like Carnoustie and Kings Barnes and the new one in the area, Dumbarney Links, which just opened last month, which is, uh, you know, which will rival uh, Kings Barnes, pretty incredible golf course. And uh, so it's going to be an amazing week. And if people are interested, they can get in touch with us. I'm getting pretty excited just just uh, here. Yeah, me too. Me too. That, that's awesome. I, I'm I'm jealous you got to go to the Open last year. I really wanted to go and didn't get a chance. I haven't been to an Open Championship yet, so for this one to be my first one, I'm really excited about it. It's going to be quite the week. It was a really cool Open to see in person. Royal Portrush is a great golf course to view golf on because of all the dunes, a couple double greens as well. It was uh, it was an awesome experience. Now speaking of big trips, I teased this off the top. You've set up quite a trip to Pebble Beach for my dad and I and another father-son. I surprised my dad with the news on Father's Day. Let's just say he was uh, pleasantly surprised. For someone like did myself... Did you get that? Did you record his reaction? I mean, No, I, I shouldn't. Yeah, I should have. <laughs> you know what? I really... I was going to try to get a video going, but I, I should have done that. Um, but uh, for someone like myself, who's never stepped on the property of Pebble Beach... What, what would you say, looking back, was your first impression of Pebble Beach? Well, it's, it's one of those places that you really do get excited and get goosebumps, uh, you know, driving in. Um, you know, the road that you go in on uh, is, is pretty spectacular. Uh, you know, you, you pass, I mean, heck, you pass by um, some incredible golf courses, not just the Pebble courses, uh, but Cypress as well. And, you know, you can see a couple holes of Cypress as you go in. And it's just a, that drive along 17 mile drive is unbelievable. And, um, you know, it's, it, it definitely gives you goosebumps and you get to the resort itself and, and, uh, whether you're staying at the end at Spanish Bay, which I believe you guys are staying at, or you stay and, or the lodge at Pebble beach, they're both incredible, uh, incredible, uh, accommodations with, with great views, great service, um, awesome rooms. I mean, you just can't go wrong. I mean, it's, it's obviously, uh, you know, a bucket list kind of destination, uh, not the cheapest places to go, but you know, even though, even with the cost they charge, uh, everybody, when they come back, just, uh, feels they get the value out of it because it is just that nice of a destination. The golf courses speak for themselves. You know, you got the three big courses that you guys will be playing, uh, Spyglass, Spanish Bay, and of course, Pebble Beach. Um, and you know, those holes along the ocean at Pebble Beach just, uh, just blow you away. So, you know, you just kind of want to the, the court, the round usually takes 
you know, five to five and a half hours to play, but you don't notice it because you're sitting there just enjoying the views and taking pictures yourself and, um, and really enjoying it. So it's certainly one of the best golf destinations in the world and one that people should uh, check off their bucket list at some point in their, in their lives. I feel like when we go, we're just going to blow up Instagram all day, just posting photos, <laughs> post, posting stories. I was actually speaking with Brennan Little, PJ Tour caddy on the show last week. I asked him for a recommendation about or uh, what to think about Pebble Beach. And he said, just keep it below the hole because those greens are super small. Now, you also mentioned that we're uh, playing Spanish Bay and Spyglass. Obviously, these are two world-class facilities and golf courses as well. Uh, tell our listeners who are, and viewers who are listening or watching to this, about Spanish Bay and Spyglass. So that's the thing. They're, they're certainly the two, uh, you know, 2A and 2B on the list behind Pebble, but, uh, but awesome golf courses in their own rights. Uh, mm-hmm. Some great views at Spanish Bay. Spyglass is set back a little bit more, um, and, but, but is generally regarded by most people that, that we send there as the second best course. In fact, a lot of people prefer it to Pebble. Mm-hmm. Um, Pebble has the incredible holes along the ocean that you just can't, you can't duplicate and you can't match, but, um, one to 18, a lot of people prefer spyglass. It's just a, you know, it's a challenging golf course, but it's fair. Um, you know, just two of the better, uh, I guess, sister courses for any resort in the world. And, um, uh, you won't be disappointed in any of the rounds for sure. It's uh, I'm very excited. I'm sure people tuning in are are looking to Pebble Beach maybe for something in 2021 or 22 as well. Now I mentioned planning. Uh, we started discussing this in mid January, obviously before, uh, as Mark Skino says, the world shut down with uh, with COVID. And you had booked us tee times for next March. This was last January into March. Yeah. So so there's a lot of planning to be done here. I can imagine the demand for tee times at courses like this, world class facilities, are pretty crazy, right? Absolutely. And then we even have some groups going to Pebble that we're going to go this year and we're trying to move them to next year and they can't get the same dates next year because they're already sold out for like 18 months from now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, the, the higher end. It, I've said this before, the higher end places are going to come back and bounce back from this easily. People have said to me uh, over the last little while, geez, they're going to, they're going to have to come out with deals to get people back. And it's just not the case. You know, like you, you think of places like Pebble and, you know, Northern Ireland, like we talked about, County Down and Port Rush are almost sold out for 20, all of 21 already. They're not going to have to give any deals at all because people are just going to be anxious to get back and because of all the people pushing their trip from 20 to 21. So, yeah, it is, uh, is going to be an interesting year for sure, 21. And, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of people are having to push back to 22 as a result and hopefully things get back to a little bit of normal by then, but we'll wait and see. Um, but it's, uh, you know, I, th- I think next year is a good time to kind of look at that I don't want to say secondary, but kind of secondary destination. Like if you go to, to Ireland, UK and pick maybe the Northwest of Ireland where you have this sort of second tier courses or, you know, go to Wales maybe, or, or, or the South of England and um, go to kind of try to look at a different area that, that isn't as popular as some of the top courses because they're going to be just a zoo to get onto next year. So many great travel destinations and so many little gems in these places as well that uh, you may not expect going into it, but you'll be very surprised and really enjoy the experiences. Now, TJ, before we let you go, you've done a few episodes of the Golf Away Tours video podcast. Tell us a little about that. Yeah, so obviously not nearly as professional as what you guys do, but we wanted to uh, you know, just get the word out on some destinations to our client base and do a little bit more uh, interesting marketing. So um, along with Ron and Matt in, in our office, uh, 
we've been just doing a couple, we've done a couple so far. And um, we just want to let people know about destinations around the world, about booking processes, about, um, you know, what to look forward, what to look for when booking, when booking a golf trip. And we're getting some, uh, some nice guests on as well. And uh, from around the world to, to sort of sort of share some of the information for um, for destinations. We had Alison Metcalf from Tourism Ireland on in our last one, uh, sharing sort of what's going on in Ireland and, and how things look right now and how things look going forward. Um, our next one's going to, we're going to have uh, Seamus Cohn, who's the general manager of the Rusacks Hotel in St. Andrews. Mm. There's a hotel right on the 18th hole St. Andrews, uh, which we use quite a bit. And they're going through a massive renovation, uh, increasing the size of that hotel and, and building an awesome rooftop bar. So that's going to be an interesting discussion as well that will come out next week on our webcast. So um, it's, you know, it's just fun. It's fun to kind of talk to people and get some information out to, uh, to our listeners. And hopefully people enjoy it. Uh, it comes out as part of our newsletter on a monthly basis. And um, you know, like I said, uh, not quite the uh, the production value that you guys have, but uh, hopefully people are enjoying it because we're enjoying doing it. Well, to all those tuning in, for more information on how you can plan a trip of a lifetime, check out golfawaytours.com. TJ, thanks for your time today, and uh, hopefully we'll see you soon for a game of golf. Yeah, hopefully soon, Scully. Thanks, buddy. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Ready to trade the snow shovel for a 7-iron? Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to plan your golf vacation getaway today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to another special best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. Adam Scully riding solo this morning. Mark Shaquino and Bob Weeks are off today. They'll be back this Wednesday for our video podcast available on tsn.ca. That'll launch at around noon Eastern on Wednesday. And then next Saturday, we'll be back 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on TSN 1050, TSN 1150, and many other affiliates from coast to coast. Our weekday shows are now finished as the NHL is coming back. Leafs lunch back on the air Monday to Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Sorry, not 8 to 10, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern on TSN 1050. Leafs lunch 12 to 2 Monday to Friday. Friday on TSN 1050. Well, I mentioned this going into this uh, segment. 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues, and today we're giving away two MG2 wedges, and the winner is Steve Clark. Steve follows us on Twitter, follows us on Instagram. He had two chances to be in the draw. He is the winner of two tailor-made mg2 wedges next week on golf talk canada as a part of 20 weeks of tailor-made we're giving away a set of p7tw irons now why do those sound familiar they were designed by the man himself tiger woods he had his hands on this product it's a very sleek looking product it's a player's iron it's quite a, a product to look at and it's even it'd be a great collectible item as well to, to frame because they are some nice looking 
club so we're giving away those next saturday on golf talk canada and it works well because tiger woods is finally making his return to the pga tour next week at mirrorfield village at the memorial a tournament he has won five times looking forward to seeing what kind of game Tiger Woods is going to show up with. We saw him at the match when he teamed up with Peyton Manning taking on Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson, and he looked great. There was no wincing. There was no pain. His swing looked free. It looked easy. We'll see what kind of game Tiger Woods shows up with next week. And 20 Weeks of TaylorMade, it continues all season long right here on Golf Talk Canada. Coming up to the end of the year, when on the U.S. Open week, we're going to give away a custom-made through-the-bag fitting at TaylorMade HQ, where you'll feel like a pro getting fit from head to toe with a full set of new TaylorMade golf clubs. 20 weeks of TaylorMade continues all year long right here on Golf Talk Canada. Updating the leaderboards from around the world of golf. Workday Charity Open. Colin Morikawa, a three-shot lead over Kevin Streelman and Justin Thomas through 36 holes. Round two is suspended yesterday. There's still a few players still on the golf course. It was actually fun watching the end of the second round yesterday when Brooks Kepka was five over at one point during the second round, made a bunch of birdies down the stretch. He made a bomb on 18 to put one under in the clubhouse. Still, he might may, maybe make the cut. He might not. The cut's at two under right now. We'll see how some of these players come in. If there's a couple bogeys, we'll see Brooks Kepka uh, along for the weekend. But five Canadians as well making the cut. A uh, great time to be a Canadian golf fan. Cord Ferry Tour, TPC San Antonio Challenge. Austin Treslow and Paul Barjan, a graduate of the PGA Tour McKenzie Tour, your co-leaders after 36 holes. Canuck Taylor Pendrith, another good week. He is three shots off the lead. Well, that's been a fun hour one of a best of edition of Golf Talk Canada. We have much more coming up in hour two right here on Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. Ready to trade the snow shovel for a seven iron? Visit PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com to plan your golf vacation getaway today. Thank you for listening to hour one of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. Stay tuned for 60 more minutes of GTC.